0: I am your host Matthew Henry, alongside my brother and co-host Benjamin Henry. How you doing, Ben? Wait, what, Benjamin? I, I what? formalized you. Whatever, it's my first time. Okay, uh, sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm really excited. This is this is our inaugural episode of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, and Where we uh, we only talk about booze. That's right. We only talk about booze. You do the intro. And, uh, and and yeah, I and, and I can get as drunk as I want and not feel bad that I'm saying stupid things about baseball.
0: Well, and this will be so short of an episode that uh, our drunkenness won't hopefully appear uh, as as evident as it does when we're doing giant cocktails. Uh,
1: uh, agreed. Agreed. And um, I mean, don't worry, folks, that we're still going to do the whole baseball thing. Yeah. So so for those of you who are like, what is going on? What are they talking about? What happened to Giant Cocktails? As Matthew and I announced last week, and you all listen to every episode, right? Right? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, in case you don't, last week, Matthew and I announced that we were actually doing two episodes a week for Giant Cocktails this season. But one of those episodes is going to be dedicated to cocktail making. And that allows us to completely devote the, the second episode, the uh, baseball episode, completely to baseball. Now, we will still talk about our cocktails during the baseball episode. And more importantly, we will still be drinking them during that episode. So, so don't you worry. Lots of ben, drunken Ben rants about, um, about uh, uh, Kapler's inability to do X's and O's and Farhan Zaidi's utter ineptitude will still happen. But, uh, but yeah, Matthew and I were having so much fun talking about the cocktails, we felt like this was something we needed to do. We needed to scratch this itch.
0: Exactly. And frankly, you know, when I'm editing the podcast from Giant Cocktails, it would be like 25 minutes in and we hadn't mentioned the Giants yet. And so it just became apparent that we were really enjoying talking about the cocktails, which wasn't really going to be the focus when we started this podcast uh, two years ago. It was just going to be this nice little intro and then we were going to talk about the Giants. But I think like Ben, I have really gotten into uh, the art of cocktail making and I've learned a lot. In the two plus years that we've been doing this and feel like this is a great opportunity to share some of the things that we've learned and to talk more in depth about each cocktail that we bring to the show.
1: That's right. And uh, I love talking about the cocktails. And I, I think when we first started in our early episodes, you complained to me, you talk too much about the cocktails. And then... And then we got into this season, and, or the end of season two, and, and next thing you know, Matthew was going on for twenty five minutes about his cocktail, about how he yes. grew it he grew the tomatoes in his <laughs> garden, and uh, and then he took the the rosemary from his front lawn, even though the dogs peed on it, and you know it was just as long stories with these crazy ingredients, like you know he was like making popsicles and melting popsicles, and and it was just like it's enough is enough. We need a we need episodes just where we talk about the cocktails. So that's what we're going to do. Um, for those of you who don't know, the the giant cocktails format evolved over time. So we're going to kind of let that happen for this this show as well. Um, we we do hope to keep it uh, humorous um, with a little bit of uh, education as we talk about the cocktails. Um, but uh, you know, maybe we'll come up with our own traditions, and and for this particular format, and, and as time goes on. So so you know, Matthew is just plain old Matthew. He's not, you know, he's not um, bodacious or, you know, <laughs> quantic or you know arthritic. Well, he might be arthritic. Well, but... I was going to say yeah, that that one
0: actually maybe rings a bell. <laughs> but uh, I think one yeah. one thing though that I wanted to keep going in and as but turn the tables this time because now I have the power Mm. as the lead off host. Right. Is, is that I have a question for you, Ben.
1: Oh yes. All right.
0: Do it. Do it. Question is, do you prefer to lead off the podcast or did you, do you prefer me to lead off the podcast? Especially Mm. after hearing my, my initial, my very first try at this. Um, well, you know, how is that feeling?
1: uh well i was a little nervous because i thought you were going to be awful um and you were not half bad so that's good so, okay, that's, good. I'll take so that. the, there was yeah. a little bit of nerves and then there was a sense of relief uh hmm i don't know like there's the part of me that just always wants to be first always wants to go you know just i have to be the one that's talking um shocker yeah yeah maybe i have adhd I don't. Know. Uh, you know, uh, but there but there's something like I get to answer the questions.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: Cuz that's what it, you know, the thing is is like you on on the other show, you're the one who really sets the tone. Like I always say the same thing, you know.
0: That's it's a good just, point.
1: You know, and then yeah. and then it's like and then you talk and that's like okay, everybody knows like this is the show we're going to be talking about, you know. What does Optimistic Matt have to say about, you know, Farhan <laughs> Zaidi like making excuses for him? Uh, you know, and, uh, yeah. So, so now I get to set the tone.
0: Yes. And and I think it will be fun to see how your cynicism comes out when we're talking about cocktails, uh, (laughs) and how my optimism, you know, comes out. Like I'm definitely going to be, you can do this guys, you can make this. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, am curious to see what, how your persona is going to evolve when we're just talking about cocktails. Right.
1: Well, I'm just going to be like, oh, this sucks. Everybody just go buy, you know, store-bought cocktails in a can.
0: (laughs) We all oh, suck. Next Never. episode. My tie in a can. <laughs> my tie in a
1: can. Uh, well, anyway. We
0: should I probably mean, should, just jump into this. Should huh? we
1: talk about our cocktails now?
0: We probably should. And since I'm the host, I'm going to be the... Uh, I'm going to be the, the, the... What's the word I'm looking for? The Decider- generous host. Oh, oh. And And I'm going to allow you the honor... Of introducing your cocktail as the first Giant Cocktails Happy Hour cocktail that we present.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Today, I am drinking a cocktail that I proudly am... Well, I didn't actually name this cocktail. You did.
0: I did. Maybe we should give a little backstory because yeah. some people might be just listening to but us for the first it's time. Named
1: after, it's named after me. Uh, right. So so as you all know, I'm sure, Matthew publishes the the recipes for our cocktails on on Instagram and, and Twitter. And he's got these really nice um, I don't know, what, templates. Yeah, yeah, it's like templates, yeah. image templates. And, uh, you know, new seasons, time to refresh. So Matthew refreshed the design and he wanted to, you know, get my opinion and, uh, and uh, he sent it over to me, but he needed to put some text in there. So those of you in the tech world, you might be familiar with lorem ipsum, right? He, he had to throw some lorem ipsum in there. And uh, he made up a, a, a cocktail recipe on the fly, and I think he was poking a little fun at my, at my six-month run at, uh, at Tiki and Rum Drinks, and he put a ridiculous recipe on there. And so for last week's show, I decided to make it. Now, he had called that cocktail in his template Ben's Typical Rum Drink, but uh, I didn't really think that that particular recipe was appropriate for that name, so I renamed it the Headless Toucan, because it kind of tasted like one. And, um, but what I'm doing this week is I am making a few minor adjustments to that recipe to make it something much more palatable, uh, and I want to talk a little bit about my journey to get there. Uh, so that is what I'm presenting today. I am presenting Ben's Typical Rum Drink, a version of which I am proud to put that name to. So that's what I'm drinking, Matthew.
0: Well, I can't wait to hear what is in this. Uh, what are we calling it? What's What's the name? Ben's Typical Rum Drink. Oh, OK. So we're going with the original that I had originally. Because uh, now you've made it your typical drink.
1: Correct. Correct. Hey, so I, I'm looking around, though. I'm like, did Bob leave after he did that new intro with the drums and all that?
0: You know, we haven't really talked to Bob about, and he's kind of particular about, you know, getting paid and, and oh. you know, only <laughs> only showing up. and, and Oh, we didn't win. invite Bob to this show? We well, didn't invite uh... Bob to this show. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was going to, uh-huh. but then last episode he was like, I don't get paid enough for this. And oh, I'm like, well, right, we're not going to pay you at all yeah. for the yeah. other one, So yeah. I, I decided not to invite him, but. Okay. I, yeah, I'd be curious from the listeners if they feel like Bob needs to make a cameo. We could probably we could probably sure. arrange sure, sure. for that.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. I was just noticing. I was just noticing because after you put your drumsticks down from playing the drums, and he was just nowhere to be seen, I was like, okay, what's <laughs> going on? All right. Yeah, well, cool. mean, you know, we hired
0: him to do the intro, and then right. you know, now you know, now he can go take a nap.
1: Right. Well, Matthew, uh, thank you for asking me what I'm drinking today. That's very kind of you. I'm drinking Ben's typical rum drink. Um, we heard the backstory. So, so the recipe, the original recipe that Matt. Matthew gave me was one ounce of dark rum, one ounce of rum that can kill you, uh, one ounce of orjat or ogre eat syrup, actually, which is orjat syrup, uh, and then one ounce of pineapple juice, uh, two dashes of tiki bitters uh and and then i guess you you shake that and he didn't really give instructions for it but 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 that was the base of the cocktail and and those of you who have uh, been following along with our show or just know a few basics about cocktails know that there was a, a key ingredient missing there which um typically you use in um a sour template which that that cocktail looks a lot like and a lot of tiki drinks do sort of follow that basic sour or daiquiri kind of format right um, it was missing a sour. It was missing citrus, uh, particularly lime. So uh, so what I tried to do after drinking that cocktail last week was, was I tried to incorporate sour back into this cocktail to make it match that, that daiquiri format. Uh, and that was kind of the journey that I went on. So last week I was using a, the, the Lemon Heart 151 rum alongside uh, a blended white uh, rum that I really like called uh, Probitas. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite uh, rums uh, to just drink by itself or to, to mix daiquiris with. Um, and I was using those two together. I found that the Lemon Heart really kind of just, it's a, one, it's a 151 rum, right? So, so it's already packing a serious punch, but it also has a very like dominating flavor. Uh, so it really dominated that cocktail. Um, and, uh, and then also it ended up just all kind of coming together, tasting a little bit like a, like a rank orange juice, you know, it was just, it was just a little off. Uh, and so the first thing that I did to fix that was I kept everything the same, but I added in the lime and, that really had this awkward bite to it that i just didn't like it certainly was better it was a more round cocktail it it certainly had something to counter the sweetness of the of the orgeat and and the pineapple juice um but in order to balance the cocktail i pulled back on the orgeat syrup and the pineapple juice i went half an ounce on each of those and countered it with an ounce of of lime juice to go along with the two rums. And, uh, I tasted that before I added any bitters in or, or tried to, you know, try to, to add that, that the tiki bitters as it were. And I found it just like had this really awkward bite. So it was really, really just sort of punchy and not, I mean, punch you in the mouth, punchy, not a uh, punch that you drink from a bowl, punchy. And, um, and I, But the thing is, it's like, okay, do I not like this because of the lime that I just added? Because as you know, Matthew, like my palate runs sweet, right? Both of ours do. We yeah. prefer sweeter cocktails. And so in your typical sour ratio, it's like two one one. I generally like to drop down the sour a little bit and and let let it, the cocktail be a little bit sweeter. So like in a typical daiquiri, I would do two ounces of white rum, one ounce of simple syrup, and then maybe three quarters of an ounce of, of lime juice. And, and that's how I like my daiquiri. Um, so I thought, okay, well, maybe, maybe the, the lime juice is, is dominating this too much, and, and I need to pull that back a little bit. I also knew that the pineapple juice, you know, it, it, pineapple juice is sweet, but it's not simple syrup sweet, right? It's not right. carrying nearly as much sugar. So I was like, OK, I'm probably overdoing this on the sour. But at the same time, I kept looking over at that bottle of 151 and I was like, Ben, come on. You know that that's also the thing that is dominating this cocktail and it could just be that. So so what I decided to do is I actually remade the cocktail using Cutwater white rum. So this is a San Diego rum. It's um, it's a typical white rum. It's like, you know, Bacardi, Bacardi white, right? Like just a very, very simple, straightforward Jamaican style uh, pot. I think they have like a custom still that's both pot and column hybrid still. Anyway, those of you who know what I'm talking about know that Jamaican, some rums typically come in pot distilled or column distilled. Um, And each of those impart different kind of flavors. They have some sort of hybrid still that uses both. I don't know how that works. (laughs) But anyway, um, but it does come out to be a very gentle, really good rum for making cocktails with, right? Mm. Um, And so that really kind of clarified the flavors a lot. Right. Of the rest of the cocktail. And I quickly established, okay, this is just too sour. And I think the main culprit was that I was relying too much on the pineapple juice for its sweetness. So I um, I decided to get rid of the pineapple juice entirely. (gasps) Uh, And because I I tasted the orgeat and the orgeat syrup, at least the one that I bought off the shelf. Very, very sweet. Mm -hmm. Simple syrup sweet. Right. And okay, so yeah. I was like, OK, I'm going to use an ounce of that. I'm going to pull back on the lime juice to three quarters of an ounce, just how I like it. Um, but I but I know like that's not the that's not the cocktail that you put down. Yeah,
0: it's got to have some
1: pineapple. It's got to it, have dude. pineapple. There is the thing, though, Matthew Plantation, the brand of rums. They make a wonderful pineapple rum called... Uh, let me pull the name up real quick. It's called uh, Plantation Stiggins Fancy Pineapple Rum. And I guess it's a, it's a it's an attempted remake at a rum that was very, very popular in the 19th century or 17th, 18th century, rather. Um, wow. It was uh, around around that time it, and then it fell out of favor. And because it fell out of favor, the recipe was lost. And so they tried to recreate it. Um, it's a wonderful pineapple flavored rum, um, flavored rums in general are all a little dodgy and a little questionable. This one is not, I I really Mm. like this one. They, 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 they did a really great job at it and it doesn't taste like super pineapple-y, but it is very, very nice and has a nice pineapple flavor. So I said, okay, I'm going to use that. I'm going to replace my probitas rum with that. And now I'm going to, well, but then I had a problem, right? But here's the thing. It's a dark rum. So your original recipe called for a dark rum, and then it called for a rum that can kill you. And I was not yes. super psyched with the Lemon Heart 151 and how strong it was in this cocktail. So I actually downgraded a little bit to one of my favorite overproof rums, the Smith & Cross uh, Jamaican, traditional Jamaican, or what's standard Jamaican? They only make one. Traditional. Yeah, traditional traditional Jamaica rum. And uh, and so that is a a a rum that can kill you. So now, so now I had the dark rum, I had the pineapple and I had the rum that could kill you. And so I was satisfying all the notes and those two rums actually just mixed together. Oh, very good. So good. I, I could just drink that and that would have been fine. Um, and so, so that was it. I mean, that's kind of how how things all came together, right? Like, I think the main thing was was taking time to step backwards and building the cocktail on top of the cut water, just to understand all of the other flavors that I was using, and then um, and then blending those all together. And so, I put all of those on the rocks. I shake them. Um, I strain them over. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I strain them over a glass full of crushed ice, and then for the tiki bitters. Um, I did two dashes of just plain old Angostura. It creates this nice kind of purpley pinkish hue uh, that dyes the you know that combines with the darker colors of the two rums and creates a very kind of like purplish hue. And uh, it's a very beautiful drink. Um, and I, you know, if you wanted to call that a tiki bitters, I would say well, why not throw a splash of Flo- Falernum on top. Or oh. some other like fruity liqueur, just a splash, just a, smidge. a uh, smidge, just something that you can get a little bit on that first pull through the cocktail or that maybe you can get the aroma of and, uh, and, and yeah. And then I garnish that Matthew with a pineapple.
0: And that's impressive. Seven
1: cherries. Seven cherries. There's there's only five on this one because they wouldn't all fit. So I put them as eyes, and I took photos of that. So that's coming to you, my friend. Seven cherries. You missed your chance. I stole it from you.
0: Seven you did. I, I I you know I actually thought about last week bringing one with seven cherries, and then I thought, no, oh, that's a little overkill. But look at you, going you have, in.
1: Now you have to do uh, nine, and nine probably won't be enough. You're gonna have to do eleven. <laughs>
0: Always do odd number, by the way, I'm cherries. thinking. I'm
1: thinking we, we increase at prime number levels. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the next prime. Those
0: cherries are expensive, though. So after mm-hmm. a while, I don't know. That I actually be... ran out of
1: my Luxardo's and I had to switch over to my, uh, I can't remember what the other Italian brand is. The one that comes in the white and blue bottle?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah I don't like remember little, the name of that one looks like
1: a little urn. Ma- yep. Marina? Yep. Mar- yep. Marina? Marina. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. It is Ben's typical rum drink. Um, This one is actually a little over-diluted because it's been sitting for a while, um, which is a little disappointing. And, and, you know, I taste a lot of ice.
0: Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. But Uh,
1: I'm giving a little stir and I can...
0: I can, you know, uh, occupational um, hazard of doing a podcast. That is
1: that is true, but it's also something to be aware of, folks. Right? Because obviously, when you're shaking it with ice, well, maybe it's not obvious. <laughs> you're diluting the cocktail with water. Um, it definitely something that cocktails need. Right? That's how you cool them down. That's, but that's also how you change the flavor profile. That's why we shake cocktails is to dilute them. Yeah. And uh, but you can over dilute, right? And so I did pour this on a crush ice and then I let it sit for a while, and so it does create a kind of a a watered down cocktail. Um, so you know, let that be a lesson to you. Don't ruin your cocktails with over dilution.
0: Right, and and I I actually admire your tenacity to get this right. And and I imagine in my head that you drank every one of your mistakes. (laughs) Uh, Mm. So (laughs) no, I tasted them all, All and
1: I I tasted them and took good tastes and maybe drank half of them.
0: Okay, and there were a couple. I did you know, when finish. you're making cocktails, you're trying to figure it out. There's no such thing as a bad cocktail; just not a good enough cocktail. Correct. Correct.
1: I finished and, half of them, and I finished in the other half. I just tasted just enough because I didn't want to get in that whole situation of like every cocktail tasted good, right? Right. And and that's what happens when you're drunk and designing cocktails.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that's great, and I'm looking forward to you drinking that on our giant cocktails podcast and uh, um. So I think now it's my my turn. I'm going to jump into it and to kick off Giants season and to kick off our uh, new season three of Giant Cocktails. I I decided that I wanted to go with a spirit that I've never used before, something new, something you know that could be a heavy hitter in the cocktail world, and m- much like. You know, that has potential, much like Michael Conforto oh, and Mitch Hanegar.
1: Ma- Ma- uh, oh, or a Hanegar.
0: Mm. Or a Hanegar. You know, either one. And so, so I was going through some of my recipes and I came across uh, Pisco. And uh, Pisco is a brandy made from grapes uh, that is primarily uh, made in Chile and Peru. In fact, both countries claim it as their national drink. Both of them actually make it a little differently, and we'll get into that in a second, but uh, as I was looking at this recipe, I was like, well, that sounds really good, and the interesting thing is it also includes some pineapple, Mm. and so I knew that you were, you know, your tikiness and your pineapple uh, drinks uh, were were front and center, and I thought, well, I think this will complement Ben's drink quite well, and so uh, today I'm bringing the Pisco Punch. And with that, it is a very simple cocktail to make. It's uh, two ounces of pisco, three-quarter ounces of lime juice, and three-quarter ounces of pineapple gum syrup. And you throw those three into a shaker with ice. You shake it for about 10 10 seconds and strain it over fresh ice. And typically, you would want to garnish it with a pineapple wedge like you did with your drink. However, I'm cheap. And didn't want to buy a whole <laughs> pineapple just for tonight's episode. It cost me so, $3. $3.
1: Yeah, I,
0: You know, and it was also a trip to the store because I didn't have it and didn't think about it. And so, so I, I garnished it with a lime wedge instead or lime wheel. So... I, you know, that's that's fine. Home cocktail making. You can make those pivots right when you need to. Nobody's really going to judge you on your your garnish, especially when you're drinking at home. So, so so a couple of the things, though, that I wanted to to highlight about this particular uh, uh, cocktail and, and Pisco obviously being. First and foremost, the 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 interesting part of that, and like I said, Peru and Chile both claim it as their national uh, drink, and it is made in both uh, countries, but actually not the same. So in Peru, uh, pisco can be made from eight grape varietals. It can also, but it can only be distilled once, uh, and it cannot be diluted or include any additives, and it can't be aged in a barrel. Uh, so it is. Uh, it is basically what you get out of the bottle is true Pisco. Whereas in, in Chile, they're a little bit more relaxed with their rules, um, you, but you can only use three grape varietals, and it can go through multiple distillations and diluted with water uh, to a bottling strength, which most spirits are. Uh, and aging is allowed, and so produces a transparent amber liqueur. And so actually, I bought this bottle of Pisco Probably about a year ago that I have. And it was before I really knew anything about Pisco. I just knew that it was something that I didn't have and I wanted to try it. And so I actually bought a Chilean Pisco. And if I were to kind of start over and maybe, you know, for my first Pisco, I'd probably choose a Peruvian one instead, uh, just because it seems to be more true and more consistent flavor there. Uh, but but both. I mean, I'm really enjoying this uh this Chilean one that I have, and so you know if you're curious about it, uh, either one will work really well. The other thing about this cocktail that was interesting, and as I was looking at different recipes for it, is uh, it's it's not a sour. It's it's um it's called a punch, and the the big flavor in here is the pineapple. And many, many of our of these recipes that I found uh, called for straight pineapple juice with a sweetener. Uh, and so like a simple syrup and pineapple juice. Uh, but I had this bottle of pineapple gum syrup and I found some recipes that people were using that. and And what's unique about the pineapple gum syrup is that it has gum Arabic in it. So it's a pineapple simple syrup that has gum Arabic, which is an additive that you can add that adds viscosity to the the syrup. So it gives this really nice velvety mouthfeel uh, to your cocktail. So if you were to just use... Pineapple juice is a sweetener. It would be a very watery type drink, and that's not the feel that I get when I drink this. It is actually um, has a little bit of a of, of substance to it when it when you drink it, and and I think that makes a big difference. So, I would I would highly encourage you to uh, to get uh, a bottle of the pineapple gum syrup. I found it at my local specialty gro- grocery store. Uh, you can probably also find it online. And, uh, and I'm actually looking forward to playing around with that syrup for other, for other cocktails. But, uh, you know, overall, this is a really simple cocktail to make, and it's really good. It's got a nice, bright flavor. Uh, the sweetness is just right. Uh, the Pisco is uh, a very um, subtle and kind of uh, very... Uh, warm drink. I mean, it just feels good. And it's not overpowering at all. It's not one of those ones that's going to give you a lot of bite going down. Uh, and it's a very, very drinkable cocktail. So that's what I'm bringing this week, the Pisco Punch.
1: So so I'm curious about, so the Pisco, right, right which is clearly the, the centerpiece here. It, it sounds a little bit like um, if I were to make a, an analogy to tequila. It sounds like Peruvian Pisco is more like tequila, whereas Chilean Pisco is more like mezcal. Just there's there's less rules and, and and regulations around it, and so you get a wider variety of what's going on.
0: I think that's fair, yeah. Um, and if you tried different mez- mezcal's, you're you're going to get a wide range of flavors right. in that. Whereas uh, tequilas, you're you're really staying in that that one right. note for sure because it's more heavily
1: regulated, right? Yeah, right. Um, and and I'm glad to know that pineapple gum syrup is not syrup made from like chewed pineapple flavored gum.
0: <laughs> yes. No? Yes. Not. Not scraping any gum because I, of, of I was bleachers. worried. I was worried. Yeah,
1: all right. Yeah, uh, but but uh, getting so so. If, would you so this is clearly a sour template, right? It's very simple, very straightforward, right? It, it's two parts, uh two parts alcohol or two parts spirit, uh, one part sour, one part sweet. Um Would you say this is closer to a a, a whiskey sour or a daiquiri in in flavor profile? Well,
0: I think. Y- or is it well, just daiquiri, totally is you going thing. lime, right? Yeah. I mean you're going lime sure. juice with a daiquiri. Sure. So I would say it would probably be closer to lime, but you could actually also make this drink with lemon juice and mm. then it would be probably closer to a whiskey sour. Uh, the the lemon I did actually try both. Um okay. I preferred the lime mm. and the the kind of the the sweetness that the lime imparts versus the kind of the acidity that you get from from lemon juice. Right. But both both were really good and uh, you could you could explore with either.
1: So so what is pisco like is it is it like a brandy is it like i mean in flavors like what would you say it's close to or is it just kind yeah, of yeah i would say thing? it's
0: i would say it's it's closer to brandy mm-hmm. but not it's not aged right like like brandy is so you don't get that depth as mm-hmm. much but okay. uh but it's a, but it's a good it's a good spirit and uh um i can see why it's so popular in south america
1: right right well that sounds very lovely very it lovely. It is very
0: lovely. And I'm really happy that we had two really good cocktails to start off, giant cocktails happy hour. Yeah. Indeed. It's going to get me a little I have to keep saying that because it's a little bit uh it's a little bit weird for me to keep saying happy hour after giant cocktails. Giant cocktails happy hour. A 30-minute show. And we're right at 30 minutes, yeah. we should probably end this soon. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh yeah, we sh- we probably should., uh, and just so everybody's anybody's curious uh, if you stuck all the way through that with us, thank you., uh, these are the cocktails that we're gonna be drinking next week during the show.
0: So so the great thing about that is that you can actually go out and purchase some of the ingredients or and make the cocktail with us. And when we publish on Monday, uh, you'll have something to to drink that's and, right. just, and drink along. That's with right. Us. You
1: can start drinking it right at 10 am when the show comes out. <laughs> on a Monday morning, you know what? I often have to drink at 10 a.m. on a Monday mornings. Those first two hours of the day really dictate my entire week, and a lot of times, it's co- yeah. it's cocktail well, time.
0: It is Monday, right? It
1: is it is Monday, uh, indeed. Okay. Uh, well, one
0: thing before I go, uh, again, follow us on uh, Twitter and, and Instagram at, at Giant Cocktails. If you are new to the show and you found us through Instagram, uh, welcome. Uh, we tried a little bit of advertising this last week and have gotten a bunch of new followers on our Instagram account. So excited about that. And the nice thing about when you advertise on Instagram, for those of you who don't know, you can really pinpoint like what you want. And where you want your audience to come from. So I chose all towns within Northern California and Central California, and I chose Giants fans. And so getting a lot of people engaging with our Instagram account, which is which is fun. And uh, so welcome if you're new.
1: Indeed. Thank you for joining. And uh, if you're an old timer, you know, tweet at us and tell us uh, what you think about the new format. Um, Remember, the old show is not going away. It's not changing in any way. We're just we're just doing a new show that uh, dives into the cocktails. The new show, again, is coming out on Thursdays. The uh, the the older version is coming out on Mondays. Uh, You don't need to resubscribe or anything (laughs) like that to get both. Uh, But let us know what you think, Um, you know, and uh, I mean, if you hate it that we're going to keep doing it, but at least we'll know what you don't like.
0: Yeah. And I you know, we'll hope that you've, as those of you who've been listening to us for two seasons now or, you know, several episodes, we're hoping that you're enjoying the cocktail component and that maybe you want to learn more. And and uh, I think uh, this is a great, great avenue for us to share about that. Indeed. So with that said, Ben, uh, I think we should call it a night and uh, we will uh, see you all in a few days uh, on our next episode of Giant Cocktails. We will see you all on Monday. Pitchers and Catchers reported today. Matthew, Woo-hoo! today baseball season has started
1: Woo! oh man we can get this mediocrity going yeah ah
0: <laughs> oh, Ben you have little faith
1: I'm so not excited nor upset <laughs> I feel very 81 and 81
0: all right well stay tuned on Monday to hear Ben's uh, talking uh talking about his his excitement about our mediocre team until till then Ben it was good ch- chatting with you. Cheers, my friend. Wait, wait,
1: wait, Matthew! No, no, no! I get to do that. What? 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 Oh, oh, oh! You, sorry. you do the intro. I do the outro. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Sorry, yeah, we didn't yeah. discuss
0: this, so I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: follow us on Snapchat and um, Friendster. <laughs> oh my! And Our- um and um and uh, uh. Hey, Matthew, it's been really great chatting with you. Um and um. Uh, I forget what you what do you say you say oh you say cheers my friend cheers
0: bye everybody bye thank you for listening to the giant cocktails podcast until next time bottoms up